2: Welcome back to Ideas Digest, the show that seeks connection rather than agreement. Yeah. I came up with that the other day. I'm quite proud of it. (laughs) Uh, My name's Conrad and I'm joined by regular co-host, Cam. Yes. In this podcast, we hear controversial or challenging ideas and Mm. rather than unfollow and run away to like our little echo chamber and... Safety. Our safety nets. Yeah. Right. uh, We like to dive into the context and the context, Cam... Is always the person. Yes, we seek understanding, not answers. Yes. That's at least what we are yeah. attempting to do. Yeah. Right, so yeah. that's you know, the goal. We've if set we're the failing. goal. <laughs> you give us points for trying, and then yeah. some more points later if we if we succeed. So our friends of the show can be the judge of that. That's right. This week is a, it's just a little bit different. We're going to attempt to practice what we preach. Yeah. Now, nothing is, is more clickbait to my ears, Cam, <laughs> <Yeah>. than criticism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife says, oh, you didn't wipe down the bench very well. <laughs> I'm triggered. What are you talking about? I spent an hour washing those dishes. <laughs> Who cares about the bench? <laughs> the bench will take care of itself. Sorry. It's not a counseling session for me. We'll, we'll wind back. Now, in this episode, Cam, listeners might have clicked it and they're like, I'm not so triggered by this title. Yeah. But we are. But we are. <laughs> because because <And> that's okay. <laughs> I guess this clickbait title isn't for you. It's about us.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they're like,
2: what do you mean? Well, the clickbait, if you didn't read it as you clicked it, it's Ideas Digest doesn't stand for truth. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Cam?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's interesting to me. Um, I want to know why it doesn't stand for truth. What's
2: your, what's your gut reaction? I'm like, oh man, like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like you yeah, maybe truth. I'm not quite as triggered as you. Okay, but okay. I'll be the triggered one. Ken's <laughs> yeah, like the level head. That's why I've got him here. <laughs> we put the clickbait at the beginning, yeah. but we don't stop there. We mm. just keep going. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling my gut reaction. Let's move through it. Yeah. Let's expose it and then yeah. let it be the beginning, not the end. So, story time story time I do this with when I need. Conrad a slight longer intro <laughs> yeah. to this normally we dive straight in yeah. if you're a friend of the show friend of the show is like to listen live on Instagram you can yeah. tune in ask questions which I reckon Gemma is borderline friend of the show no Gemma is friend of the show she's like I followed her on Instagram regular. Yeah. we've DM'd yeah. listen it's not hard to be a friend of the show <laughs> yeah. let's be honest yeah. if, you, if you watch our live <laughs> you reckon and the, the, the bar a, is pretty low <laughs> if you've sent me a DM or two <laughs> yeah. no 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 we're, we're like little puppy dogs you pet us you're yeah. In, yeah you're in <laughs> Friend, so, yeah. if you're a fan of the show, you know this one shortcoming that we have right now. We we readily admit this. Yeah. What is it, Cam?
1: What we've pre- what we've presented so far comes a lot from the left, or like more of a yeah, yeah
2: more liberal liberal understanding yeah, yeah. of like so,
1: whether it's politics or um, religion or anything yeah. like that. We. we we don't have many conservative voices yes yeah w- we're but very it's not for a lack of trying yes we have
2: tried and and we have had see i would say trending hashtag but just one of our other friends of the show yeah. said hashtag swing the pendulum right <laughs> yeah. and i'm gonna say it's trending because i saw it once <laughs> yeah, and, you know with right, a small yeah. audience it's hey, trending that's, for us it's trending for us so hashtag swing the pendulum right yeah. and so i was chatting to new friend of the show yeah jemma in the dms yeah. and Gemma would well, maybe, and we'll talk to her later, but she'll more sit on the more conservative side. And yep. I'm like, great, yep. we've got one. Yep. Let's, let's hold on to it. And we
1: actually, we've had a chat to Gemma before on, we have, on a Friday Night Live. Yes, that's um, where we first met Gemma. Yeah. so And so we're
2: very thankful to have her engage with us in our DMs. And she said something really interesting. She said that we present and support potentially like incorrect viewpoints, or at least that's my yeah. impression of it. She can yep. correct that soon. Yeah. We, that, we, that we kind of need to explicitly support the truth because then if we're not, well, we're misrepresenting it. Right. That that was the general yep. thing that yep. I understood, but the great thing is, it's just my impression. Yeah. Gemma has joined us now yeah. for a live podcast, for a live critique, a live practicing of what we preach. Yeah. right. Can we handle you know a different perspective on the things that we're doing? We're doing right? yeah. We might be closely connected to it. Yep. We could just run away and say, "Oh, what the hell?" You Too don't know what you're blind talking spots about
1: because we're like exactly in, in in deep in the rabbit hole.
2: Exactly. So we, we've got Gemma on the show today Gemma thanks for joining us yes. and being open for a conversation with us yeah
0: no worries Keen.
2: should we begin with our traditional I think we should assumptions. yeah let's do that I, I feel like Just, you know it's it's part of the show yeah it, it, it might be a I little think bit
1: there'll be a few like friends of the show who'll be like
2: hey where's the assumptions yeah, yeah where's the assumptions <laughs> so we're going to begin so we've got Gemma here yeah Gemma has provided us with the with the clickbait title yeah that our show doesn't stand for truth yeah so I'm going to make some assumptions about Gemma yep yeah. all right so here we go Gemma, you get to say yes or no. There's no time for nuance. Yeah. You can just agree or disagree. <laughs> shoot okay, us down cool. if you need to. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. You're a conservative religious believer. I'm going to say Oof. you're just irrational.
0: Oof. I hope not. Goodness.
2: I hope not. Okay, that's <laughs> it. We'll take it to the it <laughs> that's, as fair. A yeah, that's fair. Okay, fair enough.
1: Um, if you're conservative religious, you must be protesting outside of like abortion clinics or... Safe needle injecting no, joints no, and stuff no, like that. No. Okay. Well, right. she hasn't
2: joined us from there. So <laughs> <laughs> <I suppose not. laughs> okay, that's another note. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we got we got another one. Conservative. Well, I mean, conservative evangelicals. Yeah. I think Gemma's conservative Protestant. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this one out there. Yeah. Conservative evangelicals like this one man. Ooh. You must be a Trump supporter. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no. Oh wow. wow.
1: Well, it's not fitting the boxes. It's not down. fitting in. Yeah. Okay. So what about this? What about um, uh, so and this this stems from our chat with with Hannah a couple of weeks ago, uh, where she says Hannah the, uh, atheist. the atheist. That's right. Yeah. I should explain. <laughs> Is that, that her title? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hannah yeah. the atheist. Okay. Yeah. Um, you. She was sort of saying that she's um. Brought in her beliefs and, and open and accepting. So, that's what she says, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, her, she would might say to you that you might be a rigid in your beliefs. Would you consider yourself rigid in what you believe?
0: Absolutely not. Probably the opposite.
2: Okay, right. All right so, we've hit none from none. Yeah, none from none. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> none at all. So, well, I mean, that's fine. We hit one or two, but our assumptions are, seem to be way off base. Yeah, yeah. So, all right it's only one thing to do once all our assumptions are incorrect and we've yeah. checked them. Yeah. Gemma, tell us about the clickbait title. Give us some nuance. Give us some background, however you want to present it. We might've misrepresented it and you're yeah. like, nah, that's not what I that's meant what at what all. Meant. <laughs> so this is your time. Go for it.
0: Sweet. Um, I think the clickbait title you gave is, is great. Um, But there's a problem because it's not what I said.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) interesting. Extrapolated to make clickbait. Media doesn't do that. (laughs) That never happened. (laughs) It does not.
0: Um, The statement that you've made is that I don't believe Ideas Digest podcast stands for truth or speaks the truth. Except that's wrong because I don't actually know what you stand for or what you speak for. So I can't say whether it's true or not.
1: Oh, right.
2: Okay. Okay, interesting. That's, that's that's very That's
1: a nice little piece of nuance there, which yeah. is good and okay. we might we might need to explore a
2: bit yeah, more yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah. Well, let's let's go. Let's go into that because that is interesting. Mm. Um you think you get an easy answer out of us? No, we're little slippery <laughs> eels right here. I why, why do you? Why is that, that important that, to you? That was the first question you asked in our DMs, and we yeah. have had it before. You're not yeah. the only one. Yeah, we have yeah. a few people saying, it's you true. know, what are your beliefs? What's the perspective you come from? Mm-hmm. And us little slippery eels are like, whoa, <laughs> what's that question? <laughs> yeah. We'll slide right out of that. Yeah. Um, why is that question important for you to ask? Why does it matter?
0: Ooh, okay that is a good question and i do want to unpack that but before i unpack that i'm going to i'm going to ask you guys a question and flip this around for a second when we talk right, you about, can try i could, i could try okay i'm going to try when when we talk about the idea of truth because that's really what we're unpacking here right whether or not i believe what you guys are presenting or your personal beliefs are presenting or the people that you invite on are presenting whether or not that's actually true right? Because the, the clickbait right. title is that okay. I don't believe what your podcast is, is true. And I think that comes down to my personal belief of what truth actually is,
2: uh-huh. right. like right. And
0: how, we, how we unpack <laughs> truth, because most people believe that what they believe is true and that's their yes. absolute yes. truth. Like, if I tell you yes. I believe the sky is blue, then that is my truth, okay? That is what yeah. I believe to be true. But if you come in and you say, well, no, it's grey today, or it's black today, or, you know, whatever. It's bright purple yeah. with polka dots, okay? Like, We have a problem because my absolute truth is that the sky is blue. Absolute meaning there is no other. But if you're coming in and saying, no, I believe it's this, that leaves us a problem. The problem is me either telling you, okay, well, you're wrong because I know what the truth is and I have absolute truth. Or the flip side is that is when we change the definition of truth and we change the definition of truth to be a subjective truth which stops that right. argument, which stops me saying, oh, you're wrong, because then I would turn around and say, oh, okay, well, my personal truth is the sky is blue. Your personal truth yeah. is it's purple with polka dots. Yeah, And that's okay because we've changed the definition of truth. Truth is then subjective. Right. You have what you believe as being true. I have what I believe as being true. And in my personal opinion, that's a cop-out.
1: Okay. All right. Mm. So that, So your... Well I just okay. want to get this clear. Like yeah, yeah. your yep, yep, yep. is fine. So what you're saying is that um, there is a subjective truth, which is like the individual person has a truth and yep. then there is a true truth. Like an objective
2: truth. Yeah, yeah like it's called yeah, T it's truth. called
0: absolute truth. Capital T it's called yep. absolute truth.
2: Can you yep. can you uh, give us a bit of of a I guess running definition and uh, an explanation of when you speak of and without going too deep dive into philosophy, because this is what philosophers sit around in their comfy leather <laughs> yeah. armchairs yeah. and talking about. Yeah. But how would you then define because subjective truth is easy. It's the it's the perceived truth of the individual. My experience gives me a certain perspective, and then that becomes well, it's true for me. I got bitten by dogs. All dogs are dangerous. That's yeah. I got bitten yeah. by three of them. Like what yeah. are the odds? Yeah. Um so, so or, or even
1: if you go to, to the colour of the sky thing. Uh, like I'm right. colorblind yes. and so I don't see the same so of you, colors. So for
2: you, subjectively, the, the sky yeah. is whatever colorblind people say. Yeah, that's right. I hear yeah. it's not gray. It's like different <laughs> <laughs> medical information. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so how then... So subjective is kind of easy. It's the, in, it's the perspective of the individual that yeah. becomes true for them. How would you then, when you're talking about absolute truth, what is that definition? How How do you measure it and how do you come to it?
0: Yeah, I think... The other thing to take note when we're talking about subjective truth is that it always involves another person. Subjective truth means nothing if you're by yourself because it is your truth. Like You've got nothing to compare it to, so it's no longer subjective. It just is truth because there's nothing to compare it to. Subjective truth becomes subjective when there's somebody else there because then you've got that difference and then you have to justify that difference. Does yeah. that make sense? That's
2: true. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have... In order that when you say subjective in the term subjective, it's implicit mm. that there are other perspectives. It's within a community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Whereas, yeah. Absolute truth,
0: yeah. Yeah. Whereas absolute okay. truth, you can have by yourself and you can have with others. Because okay. absolute right. truth is, is solid. It's steady. It's absolute. It does not change. It's unwavering. It is what it
2: is so what are the what are the characteristics of that like how do you measure it because this is a claim that say i'm i'm imagining my friend of the show hannah saying yes well i i would from our conversation she would measure you know truth and absolute truth as a scientific material truth so she would say the sky yeah. is blue you, she would you need say to be able to measure it. she would say yes well yeah. the different wavelengths of the light show us this 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 so it's yeah. perceived as this in x amount of cases. so she would yeah. say 98 of people experience it to be x or blue and therefore blah 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 and that's a heavily based in like scientific materialism i'm not a philosopher measurable like measure for sure sure. it has to
0: be it has to be something quantifiable it has to be something measurable Mm. for you to be able to see okay that's true that's not true the sky is blue because i can see it because ultraviolet rays because you know what like whatever else you would unpack scientifically to believe that that to be the absolute truth but When we talk about bigger things, other than just Mm -hmm. you know the sky being blue, for example, um, rape. Rape is probably something that is an absolute truth that people say is wrong. The opinion that rape is wrong is pretty much an absolute truth. From the, I'm sure you guys have had conversations with a lot more range of of um, people and in unpacking this you know, what your podcast or what you're trying to do is reach um, a bunch of different viewpoints, I could probably say that with majority of the viewpoints you've spoken to, they would all agree that rape is wrong. Mm,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I that, think that's probably
0: pretty safe. So it would be pretty safe to say that an absolute truth is that rape is wrong.
2: But is that an absolute truth because everybody agrees it? Or why does that become a, an absolute truth? That's, that's yeah, kind because what we I all, mean. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good question
1: because like going back to the, simple, the sky's blue, if we all decide that that's not blue anymore...
2: It's not blue. It's not blue. And that would be based on consensus. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. say, historically, I mean, even the Bible's full of examples where rape was not wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's so, right. And that historically... Yeah. Because women weren't women were below men, so it's like you you can't be raped because you're my property. I said it was okay. There's no
1: such thing as rape because everything that I do to you is within doesn't violate consent. Power. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So for me personally, then where I get my views of what is absolute truth and what is not, where I get my guidelines for life, where I know what to do and what not to do, what is okay and what is not okay, what is correct and right and absolute truth what is what is wrong and bad and hurtful and sinful i get my my guidelines for life from the bible as a christian from my perspective that's where i unpack how i know what's true and what's not i get it from the bible and i get it from god
1: okay okay that's okay. good yeah good definition here's a question <laughs> what happens what happens in 25 years time when we have artificial intelligence then there's there's no there's nothing written about that in the bible
2: no oh, okay i see what you're saying like right. what do we
1: like what do we do yeah, jesus wasn't where, talking about ai that's was right no. so like where like at what point um like we don't have it's are there limits on this absolute truth that's right yeah, i guess so. are
2: there contexts outside of this absolute truth
1: yeah or do we have to draw back? And like, I'm because I'm not pulling it apart. Like, I just want to know, like, so how the what, mechanism what the works. extent mm. of it. Yeah, that's right. Right. Like, mm. how far can the system be stretched? So, to yeah, make that work?
2: apply how you use the Bible to come to absolute truth. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's definitely got to do with context. When reading the Bible, the first thing you have to make sure that you're understanding when you're making those decisions between what should I do, what's right, what's wrong, how do I understand the world around me when it comes to the Bible? Because you're absolutely right; it's an old book. Okay, it's an ancient book. Mm. Context. Okay, context is something that is so important. And I think in your argument where we're talking about artificial intelligence and what that would look like, I think it goes the same thing. Context is hugely important because we have problems today and issues today that the Bible didn't have to face, that the Bible doesn't even address. For example, we have iPhones, we have technology. Obviously, currently, the state we're at now is not represented in the Bible. So for example, people sexting, right? Right. How do I know whether or not sexting is okay or wrong? Because the yeah, Bible yeah. doesn't say anything about that sexting. That wasn't
2: Paul's thorn in his side. <laughs> like yeah. you're not
0: going to find, you're not going to find.
2: Thou shalt not sext. Thanks, exactly. Thanks God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're not going to find your answer to that in the Bible. But
2: yeah, at the same yeah, time, right. I
0: would say that you will find your answer to that in the Bible.
2: Okay, it's not going right. to
0: specifically say thou shalt not sext. But what it is going to say, it is going to give you guidelines for what sexual behavior should look like for what appropriate sexual boundaries are, for what inappropriate sexual boundaries are. So the same argument with AI in the future, there's going to be things that come up and questions that are raised and other things that the Bible doesn't actually specifically say. But when you look at the context as a whole and you you go into the Bible reading and praying that God would help you to know what's true, you're going to find the answers that you need.
2: So by engaging with this text, you're going to find patterns and um, like consistencies yeah. that then you can pull out and apply to different situations yeah. Yeah. even if it's not directly represented yeah. absolutely you said so my absolute truth comes from the bible and we will link back to the initial question why does it matter what ours is yeah. right mm-hmm. um, but let's first learn a little bit more about you Gemma so yeah the question is you you came to come to a point where you said okay my absolute truth is defined by the Bible can you tell me a little bit about yourself your background and yep. your journey that led you to the point where you said the Bible is my measure of absolute truth
0: yeah yeah for sure I just want to point out somebody in the comments has said she's a liberal in denial and I know the person who's put that there and um, <laughs> <laughs> is, how's that assumption thanks for... it's kind of true I would not call myself a conservative I also wouldn't call myself, I also wouldn't call myself a liberal though. I kind of. Slippery eel on labels there. Yeah, I think (laughs) I sit, um, I'm I'm for label, I'm for a good label, but I think I kind of sit somewhere in the middle of those two extremes. Because when we say, when we say liberal or conservative, we love to, we love to jump to extremes. Um, But a little bit about um, me, I suppose, so you kind of know where I'm coming from, Um, I wasn't Currently, I am a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. I love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I follow what the Bible says. That's me in a nutshell. But it never used to be like that, and it's only recently within the last you know five to ten years that I am comfortable to, to say that and to live with that label, I suppose. I grew up in a non-Christian household um, for yeah the beginning ten years of my life or so, um, and God wasn't really... thing on my radar. God wasn't really something that I was interested in or wanted to know anything about. And I was a kid. So just, you know, following the example of my parents, like we all do in the situations. So your
2: parents, not religious at all?
0: They were open to the idea of religion. We did go to church for those special occasions, um, Mm -hmm. and popped in and out of different things. And that church that we did go to Mm -hmm. on special occasions and in and out every other, you know, week or so, um, was an Assembly of God Church, which is AOG, which mm-hmm. is your heavy Pentecostal church.
2: You're jumping oh, up okay. and down, your yeah, hand yeah.
0: raising in the air, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. that yeah, kind yeah, of church. Yeah, yeah. So I did have, yeah. I did yeah, charismatic. So I did have some exposure to church growing up. Um, okay, but it wasn't something that my parents were fully committed to. It wasn't something that I was fully committed to. It was just something we did as a social thing.
2: Right, and and yeah. what's your parents line of work and kind of background
0: um my dad is a music teacher my mum just works in sales um yeah yeah my mum grew up very conservatively as a christian um oh okay and then yeah in her life she made you know some decisions and and was wrestling with that herself and she went through a journey like we all yep. do in trying to unpack her own beliefs yep. um mm. And my father, dad, didn't grow up with any Christian upbringing at all. No God, no. He went to a Catholic school, I think, and he absolutely hated it. So we hated the idea of God and really wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, But he became a Christian when he finished high school. And he met my mum at a Bible college, actually. Um,
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. So Christianity has always been there in my life. um, But it's taken very different shapes and very different forms at, at certain points. Okay.
2: Yeah. So yeah, what, right. was, what was common question we, we kind of get to? What was the gateway drug idea that then led you into, into Christianity, Christianity and, and into Adventism? Yeah. Mm. Was it a question or was it an idea where you went, you know what? And it's kind of the idea that all the other ideas kind of led from, if you can...
0: Yeah, for sure. So I finished high school. Um, and was like, all right, I'm moving off to uni, you know, that time where I can become my own person, do my own thing, make my own choices. I'm an adult now, the freedom. Um, And I went off and I started studying a music degree um, in Lismore, Southern Cross University. I attended for a couple of years um, studying a music degree. And it was during that time when I was like, all right, I want nothing to do with God. I'm going to, I'm going to let my somewhat, you know, foggy beliefs that I have about Christianity as a whole and God as a whole, although I really didn't know very much at all about God at the time. I was like, I'm going to leave that behind. It's not for me. That's what my parents, you know, sort of believe, but it's not something that I'm interested in. I'm going to leave that behind. I'm just going to go do me. I'm going to figure out who I want to be, what I want life to look like. I'm going to go explore and have fun and, you know, work it, work it out by myself. And I quickly ran into quickly ran into some problems um, because I had some of those Christian values within me because I had grown up in a somewhat Christian environment, sort of. So I had some Christian values in me. Like I never swore, never swore. I'd go out and drink, you know, till I'm, till I'm drunk and plastered, you know, party, but I would never, ever swear. So I had weird values that I had picked up and kept along, like, oh, I need to watch my language and be respectful of others, but I'll go out and get drunk. Both of those things are outlined in the Bible as not being good. So I had a weird mishmash of a ton of different views and opinions and it was a bit of a mess and it was during my time in my first and second year of uni I quickly realized that the question that that bugged me was that well if God was real you know and if God if God existed you know we'll try and roll with that then why do bad things happen Like why is there bad stuff in the world? Like why are people dying? Why do people get sick? Why do people have cancer? Why are there earthquakes? Why are there floods? And it was that big question of if God is presented as he was when I grew up as a good God, as a loving God, but also as an almighty God and a powerful God, then how the heck does that fit with what I can see in the world around me? How can a good God and a powerful God and a loving God allow people to die? and bad things to happen and it was in wrestling with that question and trying to figure out well then god mustn't be real because all these things i see around me are taking place because that question i just couldn't answer um so i started to unpack that more and i wanted to learn more about that and a friend from my music degree who was a christian um she went to the salvation army church she was like i can help you answer that question not that we ever you know, had that conversation in so many words, but she was like, I can help you answer that question. And I was like, all right, let's, I'll, you know, I want to I know. Let's, let's go check it out. So I very, very hesitantly, very, 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 very hesitantly after a long time of her asking and begging, come to this Christian club on campus. Come to a Bible study. Come do this. I was like, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Like, that's not for me. I'm living my life now. I don't want anything to do with that. But after one year of her, you know, asking and asking and asking, like, come, come learn. I'll, I'll help you with that question. Come to this Christian club on the campus at uni I was like oh that's it she's been asking me for a year I was like okay I've got to go I've got I've to get this over with she'll, she'll never stop <laughs> just asking me okay? Just, just yeah. stop, okay I'll go I'll go check out this club and I went to this bible study and it did nothing people were nice I was like okay Christian people are not psychos like they're okay like I could have conversations <laughs> cool. with them I was like okay um but yeah but it did nothing for me but I had some friends there. Like I met some cool people, some things that I had stuff in common yeah. with. So I kept going back, not for the Christian aspect of it, but for the friendship that I had there
1: for the friends, and to yeah. cut a
0: huge, took a huge long story short. Um, I started going to some different churches within this Christian, because it was a non-denominational Christian club. So they had Anglicans, they had Baptists, they had Seventh-day mm. Adventists, they had Salvation Army, they right. had a ton of different churches mm. all represented in this. So I jumped all around. All
2: of Christian hits. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: I, so I jumped around because I had friends now in all of these groups and I was like, all right, if I'm going to keep unpacking this Christian thing, because obviously some stuff had sunk in because I'd been there for a while because I loved these people. I started going to some of their churches so that I could understand what they believed. And Mm -hmm. when I went to the Seventh-day Adventist church, after it was the last one on my list, I was nearly ready to give up God for good and see like, nah, this isn't, no one's been able to answer that question for me. But when I got to the Seventh-day Adventist church, they had an answer for that question. And it was from that point on, I was kind of like, all right, God is real. He is up there. He does care about me. He does love me. And I'm going to, you know, give my life to him. And everything from mm. then has just been a journey following that.
2: So you're saying there's like the, the gateway drug, so to speak, was the question, which is, in it, which is a common pattern we're getting with a lot of people we're talking with. It's yeah. the questioning that pushes people into the, I guess, the discomfort of seeking and things like that. Mm. And then it was, I guess, the answer to that very difficult question made you feel something Was real Mm. because because that question could be answered, and it's almost like that question was the reason why. It's almost like it was there something within you that kind of knew there was something bigger or something going on, and then that one question was the barrier, so to speak, that was like, and like this at at the moment, the picture of God doesn't quite make sense. But if I can remove this, then all of a sudden. Uh, God makes it just sense. Opens it. Yeah, yeah. Is that because is that the flip what...
0: side? Absolutely, yeah. You're pretty spot on. Because the flip side of looking around and seeing the world broken, the, like you look out the window, you're going to see something bad. <laughs> like it's it's just mm. the way the world is. You so. But the flip side of that, in seeing the other side of the the darkness in the world, there was light. There was beauty. There are birds. There are animals. There are flowers. There are landscapes. There are people that love. There are people that care. So there is good out there as well. And I was like well, that just can't be an accident. Like that has to come from somewhere. Like there's a design and there's a purpose and there's function in the world. And I was like, there has to be a God. But then I would see the dark stuff and I would see the pain and the death and the cancer and the earthquakes. And I'm like, Really, God? Like, if if you're a God that allows that, then that can't be any good. And it was that the juxtaposition between those two things, and and how they intersect and how they make sense. Like, what kind of character does God have if He can allow all this good and beautiful things, but also have all this darkness? And it was me trying to make sense of, of the, the issue that is with that.
1: Just stepping back a little bit, um, you said that you went to a lot of different churches, and then it was like the last church that you went to, which was the Seventh-day Adventist one. Yep. Um, No one else had given you an answer beforehand, but you found the answer. What Can you explain what that answer was? And to- what, was,
2: what worked about it? The yeah. first church
0: that I did go to um, was a Presbyterian church, and I ended up spending about two years in that Presbyterian church. Although that was the big question that I had, and that was something mm-hmm. that I was still internally wrestling with, that was the spark point, there were still tons of other questions that I had. Like, resurrection, what the heck is that? Like, how does a human being come back to life? Like, Jesus, if Jesus was a real dude, how was he also a god? Like, there were so many other questions that I had as a whole about the the, the tiny bits and pieces I had right. as a kid that I wanted to unpack as well. So although I didn't get an answer specifically to that question, mm-hmm. I did get an answer from the Presbyterian Church for a lot of other questions, which helped me flesh out my faith a bit more.
1: Mm. Um, so how how long has that mm. process been? Like mm. from start to finish, we like how long have you been a Christian, so to speak?
0: Uh, okay, so I would definitely clarify the point that I was a Christian in that moment at that Presbyterian Church. That's when I gave my life to Jesus and said, "Okay, I'm going to follow you." Yeah, nice? six years. So yeah, okay. been a Christian for about six years.
2: And then you went to the Adventist church. And After
0: it, I left the Presbyterian church, I went to the Salvation Army church. I went to a Baptist church yeah. for a bit. I went to an Anglican church for a bit. I went to just another general non-denominational Pentecostal church for a bit. I, I jumped around a ton because I was definitely trying to find my identity, who I was, where I belonged, what right. the answer to that question was. And then I ended up at the Adventist church, yes.
2: And they were able to answer that question. They
0: were. Yeah. They were.
2: What was, if you, if you can summarize, what was the general, why is there death and suffering? Yeah. There Big is question, a, go. <laughs> yeah.
0: There is a, there's a yeah. book, an amazing book called The Great Controversy. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. And this
2: book... I'm um, uh, vaguely familiar. <laughs> this book
0: unpacks that topic, specifically answering that question. Why is there good and bad in the world? And how does that make sense with a God who is all good and all loving? And I found... I found my answer to that question in reading the Bible in new light that I have never read the Bible that way before, and yeah, reading parts of the Great Controversy, which specifically tackled that question for me, and I was like,
2: in a wrong. fast fire bullet point, what was what did you get from that book when you read it? Like, the why is there suffering? We can we understand it'll be a very surface level yeah, answer, yeah, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely a huge question, something that I've, I can't do justice. But the but the general gist, if I am to extremely summarized. Brokenness was not God's original plan. God's original plan was just for the good stuff, was just for those good things. But because of Lucifer, who then becomes Satan because of his his greed and his selfishness and his want to be like God, um, he had to leave heaven he couldn't exist in perfection anymore right. because he was filled with sin and sin can't exist where there's perfect. You're
1: out of characters now. <laughs> no <laughs> oh, more characters much, left on your tweet. <laughs> no, no, that was really no, good. That was good. That's no, good. I do.
2: So it, it's essentially what what it sounds like is that's a good summary of, because we are familiar with the book, yeah. The Great Controversy, yeah. Ellen White, big uh, big name within Adventism. Yeah. We grew up Adventist, so we, yeah. we're we on board. Maybe some of our listeners are like, oh, Adventist, what's that? Yeah. It's kind of like Baptist, but they go to church on Saturday and have yeah, Ellen White as a prophet, yeah. if I'm to briefly summarize. So, when you read this book, it gave you – it sounds like it almost didn't – I mean, it does answer, but it answers through explanation. It, it gave like a backstory of like, okay, here's how evil here's got Here's how it here. all unfolded, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that helped you understand and and cope with that tension of evil now. You're like, okay, yeah. because I understand where you come from, because I have like certainty of where that came from, mm. I can now be – not okay with it because it's still really tough, but you can understand it now and yeah. that that helped you.
0: Yeah, because I could see God's character more because the, the character of God okay, between right. having good and bad didn't mm-hmm. fit because I could see that in God's original plan, the bad wasn't meant to be there.
2: Wrong. That just made okay.
0: so much more sense.
2: And that fit with your picture of God. Your, your picture of God is God is yeah. a good God, but there's one thing that doesn't make sense about God. That's and my then,
1: experience. Yes. Yeah. In
2: that understanding, you go, ah, oh, so God is still a good God. Yeah. Mm. But there are other circumstances that have
1: like holding his hand, so to speak. So to speak, as to why that. So it was like
0: this giant jigsaw puzzle that I had filled in from the outside in and I knew because I had spent years at a Presbyterian church and Anglican church and Baptist church, so I was getting all these little questions that I had filled in, but there was still this gaping hole in the middle of the puzzle, which was that question, and it it was because it was huge, because that question, you know, the answer to that question meant God was real or he wasn't that that was it. The answer to that question means, yep, God is there or God's not there. And that would change. And the entirety of who I was was going to be answered in that question. And the rest of the puzzle was starting to get filled out. But if I couldn't find that missing piece, then the puzzle was worthless to me and I was giving up. And as soon as I got that middle piece and as soon as I realized, no, wait, God is a good God. He does have a plan. He is going to get rid of the evil in the world. I am going to get to live in perfection again, how it was meant to be. That was the middle piece, which fleshed out that whole character of God. And I could see and make sense then of the entire world around me and everything else just kind of fell into place after that piece.
1: Like So we've seen you were Christian beforehand. Um, you're an Adventist now. And I think you've started to explain it already. Um, but what, what is it that helps you about this worldview? Like what, mm. how does it make your life better? Like how does it improve your um, existence in the world?
0: Mm. Heavy question, but I also think it's the wrong question to be asking rather than okay. what has Adventism done for me and how has Christianity and Adventism helped me in my journey of the world, I would flip the question the other way around in that.
2: Yeah,
1: okay.
0: What what can I do for God? What can I do for Adventism? What can I do for Christianity? How can I serve and love in the way that I was designed to serve and love?
2: So why does then that matter to you now? So yeah. on some level you've gone, well, suddenly now I care about Giving, which is what you've just said, it's not about me; it's about giving. Yeah. Why is that there was now? That shift about? And why, yeah. I guess, wasn't it there before?
0: It was just the transition from not having God to having God, not knowing that I was saved and redeemed to knowing that I was saved and redeemed. Just knowing that, you know, I'm a sinner, and the things that I was doing before I knew I had forgiveness was wrong, and the things that I was believing, and the way I was treating myself, the way I was treating others. Was just so wrong. I was a hurtful person. I was an angry person. I, I I was a terrible person. And then knowing that I could be forgiven for that, and knowing that there was a loving God who had destined and planned for me not to live like that. That that was never meant to be something that I was exposed to. That was never meant to be part of part of the plan. And knowing that I could have that. Knowing that I could have perfection. Knowing that I could live in heaven. Knowing that there is somebody out there who loved me even though I was doing all of those things. It's just the, the general Christian understanding of grace and forgiveness and right. love that changed my perspective of everything.
2: So because you, uh, yeah, just trying to map it, because you felt accepted, you felt loved, you felt like you were, were forgiven, like you're saying, and you, you are almost now no longer a, a bad person, so to speak, that has empowered you to then look outside yourself and go, well, what can I give then? And you're no longer, I guess, focusing on yourself. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment?
0: Pretty much, yeah. Just clarify a couple of things. It was not that I could see love from people, it was that through the love from people I could see God. It wasn't that, right. you know, the people were being nice, the people were being loving. That was so true. But it was it was having that experience with God and that relationship with God that sparked that. And I am still a sinner. I still make mistakes. I still stuff up on a daily basis. But it wasn't the fact that, oh, now I'm a Christian. Now I'm good. Now I'm a Christian. Now I'm better. Now I'm a Christian. Now I'm, you know, I'm amazing and I'm okay. It was, well, now I'm a Christian. I'm forgiven.
1: Yeah, okay. okay. So the Bible and your new understanding of it gave you, some sort of clear outline and structure that you could like, understand
2: almost the universe a little bit more yeah understand yeah. evil a little bit more understand your own nature a little bit more yeah. and,
1: and the nature of other people and the as nature well. of other people yep. yeah. and
2: that has now almost almost like taken taken the cognitive load off so now you can move on to yeah. I guess the work of loving people including yeah, people absolutely uh, absolutely okay. right okay that's okay good all right well that I mean that's a I feel like we've We've un- unpacked a lot there and there's a lot, yeah. you know, I, lots but of But I think we needed like,
1: to like, I think we needed all of that definition yes, and sort of yes, backstory definitely. to sort of pull apart because now we've got to bring it back to the question.
2: Yeah. So now we understand Gemma's context, where she's come from and how she got there. Yep. And now we understand how she defines absolute truth and hopefully why she defines it now as the Bible, that explanation of the universe, God, hum- human nature has, has sat, in a space that's spoken to her yeah. That's empowered her to I guess move forward yeah.
1: And now We need to ask the original question The original question
2: <laughs> Why does it matter The perspective we are coming from Was yeah. that a question? Yeah It's been a while The, the <laughs> first the first question that we uh, that you asked And other people have asked on the podcast Is like what do you believe yeah what is your religious framework that you are coming from yeah and my immediate question back and we'll ask it here is why does that matter Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i think i love your podcast i love the idea of what you're trying to do the your goal i 100 percent agree with as the goal for what i understand correct me if i'm wrong but your goal is to show different views to to have people listen and hear and understand different views. That's it. Yeah. Not put in your that's two cents worth. Like that. <laughs> well, well, very that's close.
2: It. I'll just uh, add a tiny bit of nuance, which is we pretty much what you've said, but to understand the people behind the ideas. Yeah. Because I don't think you can truly understand the idea without the people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like
0: you've just done with me, you've unpacked the context behind their idea and why they believe what they yes. believe. Done. Love yes. that. Yes. I yes. think Nailed. that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's awesome and definitely applaud you guys for what you're trying to do. It's fantastic. But cool. there is a problem, but I do have a problem.
2: Oh, trigger. <laughs> no.
1: keep, going. keep going, keep going.
2: There's always a but.
0: I'm going to be honest with you guys. There is, there is a slight problem for me. And I think the problem yeah. is exactly what you've just said, that you don't represent your own view. And the reason why I think that's an issue, the reason why I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm a little unsure about that is because I – think I strongly believe in the statement that if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything.
1: Can I just ask a quick question there then? Yeah. Like we grew up Adventists. If we were from a different background, would that affect how you enjoyed the show?
0: Hmm. Um I I think so. I'm gonna be honest, I think so. If I Because I didn't know what your perspective was, what your background was when I came on for the first Friday Night Live and was inputting things. I thought the conversation was interesting. The topic you were talking about was interesting. But I could see that there wasn't a perspective like mine being represented. And I was like, Mm, it's interesting to learn. And like, obviously, you want to learn. People should want to know what other people believe. People should want to have an understanding of, okay, so that's where you're coming from. That's your context. That's what you believe. And like I said, I'm all for that and love the idea behind what you guys are trying to do. My problem comes in in if you weren't Christian, you weren't Adventist, the way that you engage with that topic would be different. If you were coming from a Muslim, as much as you guys say that you don't want to put in your own beliefs to that, the types of questions you ask, the way you lead conversation in, in like having it, you know, it's naturally going to come out that you have a Christian background. There's no way to hide that oh, yeah, you guys yeah. were raised Adventist and raised Christian. In the way that you relate to other people, that's going to come out. And I could mm, see to yeah. a point that you were Christian because of the ways you were engaging in the conversation with this other person who was not mm. Christian, by any stretch of the word, um, who was spiritual in some regards. And like the way that you were engaging in that conversation, I could tell that you know you were Christian and you had that background. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe they're gonna. Bring it back to Jesus. Maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna close the show with a um, thank you for sharing. I've learned so much, I really appreciate and value what you've shared, and then just finish somehow with this is who we are or what we stand for.
2: You're right. The background is unavoidable. Yeah. Um, and it and it and it is in there. Is are you saying something like it's unavoidable but to have a particular bias or perspective you're coming from? Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? You're saying it's going to come out through it anyway, hmm. so it's not, possible, it's not possible to kind of be neutral? Is that kind of what I'm hearing a little bit? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, because you guys are trying to remain impartial to get other people's perspectives out there. But I'm saying that's... Is that a bad
2: thing or a good thing?
0: I'm going to say it's neither a bad thing nor a good thing, but it does... Mm. I'm not going to... Um, hmm. I don't think it's the right thing. Oh.
1: Please explain Paulie Henderson,
2: 1999.
0: It's not necessarily bad, but I just don't know if it's right because, from my perspective, because I like it. Because if you are a Christian, if you are an Adventist, if you are a follower of Christ and you love the Lord your God, then you should not be ashamed of the gospel, because that's what the Bible teaches. That's what Christ teaches. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for the power of God for salvation to all beliefs. Book of Romans, okay. And there are so many other verses in the Bible that talk about not being ashamed of of who you are and what you believe. So by remaining impartial, you might not necessarily Mm -hmm. be ashamed of what you believe, but by not representing or showing what you believe, it comes across as being ashamed.
2: Oh, okay. So Uh, if we're not explicit, you're saying some people might, you're obviously not inferring we, Excellent, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, but you're saying some people might perceive it as like, oh, why aren't these guys open about it? They're ashamed. They of must it. be ashamed yeah. of it, and then they'll be like, oh, like, well, that's that's not that's not very nice. I just want to dig into one definition of something you've just said. Is that you said if you're a Christian, you love Jesus, you should be sharing the gospel. Just a quick definition. It might seem basic and rudimentary to some people. Yeah. But what What do you mean when you say share the gospel? Yeah.
0: So the gospel is the good news of Jesus. The gospel is the Christian message. The gospel is Jesus's death and resurrection. It is that love and that freedom and forgiveness that we were talking about, that I was talking about in my journey. It's that experience of knowing
2: God. In a nutshell, it is Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Now you can go to heaven and live forever in a, in the kind of nutshell, like and that's the good news, roughly, and the, that's what we kind of should be sharing. That's the I'm, center of it. I'm going to
0: add the resurrection to that, the death and resurrection, because the resurrection is that promise of the good news. But yes, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. So that's what you mean by gospel. And that's the message you're saying we should be sharing. And if we're not sharing it, it's almost as if we're ashamed.
0: You did say explicit. I don't think that in every podcast you have to be, Jesus died and resurrected for you. So you get to go to heaven. I don't think you need to explicitly state that in every single podcast, but I do think you need to... I think you need to be open and respectful about who you are and your beliefs, just as much as you ask the people you bring on to be open and respectful about their beliefs.
2: What is what is gained uh, when if we if we did what you're talking about? Like, what do you think the benefit could be if we if we did share our personal uh, views and perspectives more? What do you think the the benefit of that is?
0: Aside from. I'm going, to put, I'm going to come back to the Bible. I'm just going to sit that there for a minute. Aside from that, I'll get to that in a sec. Aside from that, I think it would be beneficial for your viewers to know who you are, to be able to see insight into who you are. Yes, we want to see other perspectives. Yes, we want to learn about other cultures, other contexts, other people. Yeah, that's great. But if we don't have that, that faith in connection with the people who are actually presenting the views, then why should I care? Why should I follow your podcast? Why should I care about you if I don't know who you are? I can care about the other people that are coming on and I can respect their beliefs and decisions and their their character. And I can learn about them in their cultural context. And I can be like, yes, I get that person. I get that understanding. But if I can't do that with you as the the guys who run the show, why?
2: Yeah, you're saying, and it's a fair point. People have a larger connection point if they know who we are what we stand for where we're coming from i can relate to you i can see myself in you i can i can kind of understand it does make sense it's how we we relate to everybody
0: can i throw in another thing
2: just quickly sure. before we move
0: on, it also shows people if they can relate to you and they see you treating other people with respect, if they can see, if they can relate to you as Adventist, as Christian, as whatever, if they can relate to you and see how open-minded you are and see how open to having conversations you are and see how willing you are to listen to other perspectives, then maybe they'll want to be like that too, which is what we need more of.
2: It enables us to be a role model. Mm. to people who are similar to us. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm Interesting. hearing. Interesting. yeah.
0: As long as you are representing that view, because the minute you stop representing right. that view, you lose me.
2: Okay. Right. So you Okay, this is this is a good good segue. We kind of spoke in the in the DMs a, l- a little bit about this. You mentioned that you almost joined the show accidentally under false pretenses, not really knowing where we were. And then you toyed with the idea of unfollowing, being like, listen, I don't know where these guys guys stand for. And you mentioned some of your friends had unfollowed because they went, listen, they're not clearly representing my views and my perspectives. I don't know who they are, so why should I follow? Can you talk me through some of the logic of maybe you personally or some of your friends? What was the thought process as they were listening and went, you know what I don't I don't want to be a part of this or listen to this or things like that yep. yeah
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to divide that answer into two categories of people, like two types of people that I know and I've had conversations with about this podcast. You know, I'm telling people, oh, I'm going on this awesome podcast, you know, Sunday morning or, oh, I watched this thing on Friday night, which was really cool. And, you know, I talked about masturbation live on Facebook, which I'd never done before. Like, you know, like (laughs) telling people. Don't worry, it was a first for us too. (laughs) Like being able to, to, you know, tell my friends and people that, man, I'm doing this really cool, exciting thing that these guys are doing with Mm -hmm. this podcast that I'm I'm really interested and keen and, and want to support. Um, and in having conversations with my friends and other people about that, I've run into, yeah, the problem that we've just outlined. But there's two different perspectives that, that come from that. And I want to unpack the first one. And the first one is those who are baby Christians. And what I mean by that is those who are, who are spiritual infants, those who have maybe just accepted Christ or those who aren't very strong in their faith or those who are, who are earlier on in their walk with Christ. I think the Bible talks about spiritual infants needing milk, Right, because they're not—they don't have the capacity to ingest bigger things yet. So I think for some of my friends who I have spoken to, who are like, I don't think I can—I can—I can do it. I can follow them. I can—I can support what they're doing because they're on in an earlier place in their journey, and for them, they need spiritual milk. They need to be focusing on Christ and the Bible. And as much as it, it is great to learn and hear other other messages, other perspectives, other people, other contexts. That's a fantastic thing to do. There is an appropriate time and place for that. And for some people, it might not be their appropriate time and place.
2: Mm -hmm. So you're saying you're worried about the people who have maybe just joined Christianity with a lot of questions, not quite sure of their knowledge of the Bible, not quite sure of these sorts of things. And you're worried that if they're in a space that exposes them to maybe a more cynical different perspective, yeah. a um a a more atheist perspective, a perspective that you know might be in a different space, like maybe maybe someone who's left the church is a bit more jaded. Mm. I think we've had some people on who've gone, I've been through this, and I'm at a yeah a different part of my journey. Mm. You're you're kind of saying that that might actually negatively impact. Mm. Or change that person's what belief structure? Like what is the negative impact there? Yeah. Is it like, oh, they might stop being Christian or they might be more confused or, or what is that?
0: It's a struggle. The Christian walk is not an easy walk. Understanding the the Bible, unpacking the world around you, being a Christian is not an easy thing. If it was, everybody would be one. But it's not. It's not an easy thing. And I think Um, a comment has just come through, which I want to touch on through media and personal interactions. People have less understanding with Christians. And I fully, fully agree and believe with that. The, you throw around the word Christian in a, in a public space, you're going to get a lot of different responses and majority of them aren't going to be good. The world Mm -hmm. around us and the culture today, when they hear the word Christian, it's never anything like, Oh yay, the Christians are here. It's "Oh, great. (laughs) Like it's never, it's not, it's not, why do you think that is? I think, um, because of the way society is changing and the world is changing today, those who might be labelled as conservative, which I'm going to do the quote marks for because conservative, yeah. um, are seen are seen in a negative light now because we're contradictory to the way the world is heading, which causes that right. you know the, the label of Christianity has now been tainted through media to be something bad.
2: It's interesting you brought that in. Christians are perceived a certain way. Do you feel like as it's it's harmful for, say, these uh, baby Christians, as you call them, like new Christians as they're coming in, do you think it's harmful for them to hear potentially how they've been perceived. So, if we have someone on the podcast who's gone, I was a Christian for X amount of years. Oh, it hurt yeah. me in this way, this way, this way, this yeah. way. I might be a little bit angry and bitter, and here's my perspective. Do you think that that new Christian hearing that perspective, do you think ultimately that's a harmful thing for them to hear and then potentially they should probably, you, you would recommend, probably don't listen to
1: it? And further to that, like they if they're a new Christian, in inverted commas, like we're talking about they've come from society. So wouldn't they already have that negative outlook on Christianity? But they've chosen to do that. Like they've chosen to pull the trigger already anyway. Well, I don't know. This is what. Yeah, that's right. So that's. Yeah,
0: see, this is the thing. I can't really answer that question because there's a thousand different contexts because that's different for every individual. There are some people that have come from the world that may have come from a place where they used to hate and bag on Christians, but then have found Jesus and been like, yeah, okay. So yeah, they would understand the context then. But there are probably other people out there. There are definitely other people out there that have come from a place of not really knowing anything about Christianity, not really having an opinion or perspective about Christianity who have found God and been like, yeah, okay. In which case I would argue that it might be damaging for them. So it depends.
2: Once again, speak to your context, because yeah, you're right. There's a million different contexts. Everyone's different, but you, Gemma, with your friends that you've spoken with and you yourself, uh, because like you said, you toyed with unfollowing. Why? What was that thought process to go, you know what? I don't really need to be a part of this. Yeah, Talk it's me not got that. value for me. Okay,
0: so moving away from the first category, which was the the baby Christians, the new Christians, the spiritual cool. infants, moving yes. away from that, moving into the second category of people that I've found, um, in speaking to about this, who are like, oh, I don't know, you know, how I feel about that, um, is because I just want to say that there is a difference between the thing that, for me personally, for my experience, then falling into that second category, yeah, as fine. going, maybe I should unfollow, maybe I shouldn't, you know, um. The difference is that listening to other perspective listening to other perspectives and views is different to supporting and engaging with other perspectives and views.
2: Okay, right. talk talk to me about that. Yeah. What is it what do you mean by what does supporting look like in difference to listening?
0: Okay, because listening to other people's views is somebody coming on, for example, on your podcast saying, this is what I believe, you know, A, B and C outline. This is where I come from. This is my context. This is how I arrived at these beliefs. This is what it is. And then me saying, thank you for sharing. Like, that's great. I, you know, I value your opinion. I can see how you've reached that conclusion in your life. I can understand your context now. I know you better as a human Mm. being now, but I don't agree with your opinion. It's the end bit that's key. It's saying I respectfully disagree with you.
2: Because this is this is exactly explicitly what we don't do. Like I'll be open about that. We explicitly do not agree or disagree, and explicitly say that's not the point. But you're saying that's crucial. Unless we explicitly say I agree or I disagree, then it it goes from listening to supporting. Yeah.
0: Mm. Because the minute that you the minute that you transition Mm. from you know let's. Put your views here. Let's talk about them. Let's discuss them. I'm going to engage in having conversation with you exactly the same as you would have the first time. And if at the end of the the summation of, of their beliefs A, B, and C, this is my context, blah blah blah. This is how I've arrived to my points. You say, okay, great, thanks very much, and that's it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's supporting, it's following, it's pushing even.
2: Whoa, pushing. pushing. Okay. Un- okay, unpack that for me because yeah. I obviously we're a little bit like dazed and confused being like okay because because we i guess wouldn't necessarily see it like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so try and explain it to us try and bring us around sell us on this idea of like unless we openly disagree it's, it's support. supporting like how does because i would have because
1: so i'll let's define because i think this is important yes. let's define what support is
2: oh well from what we think from what we okay. think yeah. Yeah, yeah and
1: then we'll get what you define support yes, to be. Yeah, definitely, point. and then yes. that will help the conversation yeah, yeah. i think so, support for me, mm-hmm. and you may want to add little bits and pieces here, Conrad, but support for me is like, um, you've you've presented an idea and you say, this is how we should move through the world. Like, this is how we should set up policy in politics. This is how we should-
2: Like an affirmative s- opinion. Yes, that's right. It's right. like,
1: we want you to make a positive action towards moving towards this Idea,
2: yeah, so we have an opinion, and then and then it would look like if on the idea if we were to support it, yeah. I would think it would look like from our definition, support would look like saying, Hey, everybody, go and sign up here, yeah, you will Let's, all enjoy it. We loved it, yes, go check it out.
1: Go to the sky is blue again, go back <laughs> yeah, to that yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. So if we we get somebody on and they say, No, it's purple, we then go out and say, You're right, to people, it's purple, you're right, you, everybody, everybody. Everybody should be believing now that the sky is purple.
2: That's what supporting would look like for us.
1: That's what we would define it as. So how how do you, you? does that differ or is it?
0: It differs slightly. I want to say that we'll go with the sky is blue because I love that. That works really well. In saying that somebody comes on, they say the sky is blue. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you don't state yourself that it's blue or it's purple with polka dots, when you don't take either stand, when you remain silent, it looks like support. You might not have explicitly said, go, you know...
1: You're saying the perception of the, of the individual.
0: Yeah, although okay. you haven't necessarily stated, no, I don't agree that the sky is blue, I think it's purple, or yes, I fully agree with you, the sky is blue, because you don't say anything from silence, from, from not voicing your own perspective looks like support you might not actually support Mm. you might fully fundamentally disagree with the person you are having a conversation Mm. with but because you don't say anything that looks like that looks like support you don't necessarily have to go out there and then say well no I fully disagree with you I think the sky is purple like you don't have to go out there and say that to disagree you can just say you know I don't disagree respectfully I respect your opinion that the sky is blue but I don't disagree you don't have to clarify that you think it's purple but you just have to be open and honest enough so that people know where you're coming from so as not to think you're supporting something that you don't agree with.
2: To kind of summarize, I was about to ask the question, uh, what do we benefit from the statement of like, what? Make, how does it make the show better to say, I agree or I disagree? Because our show is explicitly in the <laughs> yeah. branding, yeah. who cares, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. so you're, you're kind of saying, no, no, like this is necessary. And I, and I like your distinction. I was going to ask that question, but you answered it. You're saying what we gain is to be clear with our public because yeah. the public will perceive things a certain way. Yeah. And, and and I think you're right in your assumption about the public. Mm. I think well, I mean, it is an assumption about the public. Yeah. And yeah. and maybe we'll get to later. We this. have an assumption about the we public. We have too. an assumption. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so We are operating on a particular assumption about the public and you've just told us your assumption about the public or those people listening, which is varied and wide and different and who knows what they think. But you're kind of saying, and from your experience, the people you're speaking with and you personally, as you listen, you go, well, you know what? I bet these guys support it. So I want to take it that one little step further. Into where it goes, okay. I think these guys are supporting. So let's go with anti-vax. That's super controversial. We had a lot of pushback with the anti-vax episode because I got a friend anti-vax. I am like, man, interesting. Let's talk about it. And I am not a scientist, and I am like, I am not going to debate him. I am not gonna. I am not gonna like share my opinion. And he's obviously very clearly anti-vax. And people are like, oh, it's dangerous to put to put that uh that viewpoint out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, the public might have heard that episode and gone ah, Ideas Digest is anti-vax. Yes. And you know what? A lot of, like, that's a fair assumption. The public yeah, may yeah. have done that. Yeah. Um, so from from your experience, is that is that what you've experienced with saying? Yeah. Pe- people assume we support the ideas because we don't explicitly disagree with them.
0: Definitely. And there's a comment that's just come through, which I fully agree with, and I didn't know and definitely agree with. The comment says, politically, silence on a topic is by default understanding not disapproving or disagreeing so in the context of politics if you don't say anything it means you agree
2: yeah i would put a disclaimer to that cuz cuz that seems like a fair statement too if the system and current political system is moving in that direction yeah yeah. I, th- I think that's a fair statement. It's like yeah, that okay. yep, passivity sure. is, yeah. you know, like the Nazis are killing people. You're like, oh man, I'll stand there. Like you're kind of supporting it. Yeah. That's what they that would that would say. If you don't actively yeah. go up. Yeah. yeah I, okay. I, and I would want to argue
0: that that is more than just the political field. I want to argue that in, in every day when it comes to any kind of belief, the minute that you don't say something there's a perceptive that you're scared, that you don't you don't believe what they're, you know, that that you're agreeing with what they're saying or you're scared to go up against them if you believe something different. But from this is your channel, so you guys have nothing to fear, which leaves the only option being that you agree with what's being stated. And that's how it looks like.
2: Interesting. That's what oh, it looks yeah. like to
0: majority of the people mm. that I have talked to, which might not be the same for other world perspectives, but I'm going to argue, I'm going to jump out here on a, you know, on a, branch and say, I would argue that majority of Christians, especially conservative Christians, even though I don't like using that definition for myself, would agree with me in saying that as soon as you don't represent God, as soon as you don't represent what you believe, it looks like you're agreeing with everything else, which is why you lose that conservative mark that you're trying to fill.
2: And is that why we? it's hard for us to get a conservative voice on? And what do you think about the idea that is it not a self-fulfilling prophecy? Because people say, but you're disproving this, but because say conservatives don't want to engage. She doesn't even like the label conservative. But let's say, for example, people who sit similarly to you and or conservatives don't like uh, the ambiguity of the platform because they then disengage from it. Do they not create the reality that they fear? What would you say to that?
0: I want to argue that it doesn't necessarily have to it's in the way that you do it. There's definitely, that's definitely going to be a problem. Like that will definitely be your biggest problem, but there is a way that you can do it. Well, it it
2: currently is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: But there can be a way to do it where you don't isolate people. There can be a way to do it where you are still saying, I am a Christian, I believe in the Bible, or whatever your beliefs may be, not going to put you in a box, whatever your beliefs may be, there is still a way for you to stand for what you believe, but also being respectful enough to give that other person a voice. We just haven't seen it before because we're no good at doing it. But there are people out there that can do it. There are people out there that have enough respect, enough grace, enough love to be able to let somebody else share their perspective without jumping in and cutting them down.
2: Let's get practical. Yeah. In this context, with this culture, with this platform, with this podcast, what does that look like to you?
0: Which we have kind of already talked about already. at the it's, it's that thing at the end. It's that end statement. Like after somebody, you don't have to come in guns a blazing, you know, Jesus Christ is the only way. If you don't believe him, you go to hell. Like, like you don't have to do that. Like you can still be respectful in you being quiet and letting the other person speak, letting the other person have their say. But at the end, the thing to bring it home is to saying we are Christians. This is what we stand for. And then you would flesh out however much you would want to flesh out, but it doesn't have to be, you know, a hundred percent. You could do 3% as long as it's there. As long as you've got that qualifying statement at the end that says, I respect what you believe. Thank you for sharing your opinion, but I disagree because I am a Christian or ABC, whatever.
2: Thought experiment. If we did that, and we said i'm going to throw it's it's the running it's the running joke of the of the show i'm going to make an assumption that maybe people who sit in a camp similar or adjacent or close to where you're sitting would look at someone like rob bell and go Nah, that guy's a universalist he doesn't represent what i you know believe let's say people the conservatives that we want to get on the show would think that Let's say at the end of the show, we said something similar that placed us in that camp. We said something like, yeah, you know what? I don't think, and I, I think all religions are probably speaking to God. And we said something more liberal Christian yeah. that, the, that the then quote unquote conservatives would disagree with. Yeah. Would they want to come on after hearing that? Would they want to listen to the podcast after hearing that? Would they want to engage with the podcast after hearing that? What do you think? If it didn't represent their view, Would they still want to listen?
0: I think so, yes, because Christianity, again, as a whole, has a heap of different facets, (laughs) like so many different denominations, so many different beliefs. And at the moment, we've just been talking about that qualifier at the end as Christian general broad statements that majority of Christians will agree with. Like, we don't believe that because, you know, Jesus, because the Bible. All
2: right, let's push it then. Let's push it and say... I believe Allah is the right and true Allah. same as God. (laughs) Same as God. And and, and we're actually newly converted Muslims. Please listen to this podcast. Would we still get... So now we're not even the umbrella of of Christian. Would we still get the engagement from uh, conservative type Christians? I doubt it. Would they want to follow? Probably not.
1: Is it unfair, I guess, for us to invite people on and then try and learn from their ideas, try and take as much away from it as we can and then at the end say, thanks a lot, but you're wrong.
2: <laughs> kind of, yeah. And that's what you and say. That's,
1: yeah. And that's, I, I guess, because oh. as soon as you state an explicit truth claim, mm. then you automatically, without wanting to... Even if you don't shoot them down. That's right. It is still saying that there is a wrong way of believing, and you've just shared your view. Yeah, and that's wrong. And
2: implicitly, yeah, by me saying what I think is true, I'm. Uh, it's, it's not. Yeah, I'm implicitly saying. Yeah. which is subtly saying that's wrong. Yeah, and so, so thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. So right how well. do we?
1: How do we um, have a space? Like, how do we create this open space we that allows do that. doing? all of these talking to different Mm. people, learning from different people, but have it shut down because people can't, don't want to engage with it.
0: Mm. I want to say that you can't do that. There's not going to be a way to do that because if you, I just digest
2: is impossible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Essentially that's what the logic we're coming to, because here's my point. If, If you are Christian, if you are Adventist, if you personally believe in what the Bible says, your goal is going to be speaking the truth.
2: As defined by the Bible. Or Adventism or whatever. A specific Christian reading of the Bible.
0: If that's what your belief is. If that's what your belief is, you are going to stand for what is true, what is absolute true with a capital T as expressed in the Bible by God. Okay? That's where your standpoint is going to be. The problem, the problem is... You have to follow Jesus' example, which means that the problem is going to be when you have other people that express their views, there will be difference. There will be a point where you, you don't say it, you don't express it, but there will be a point where something is wrong. There are things that are right and there are things that are wrong. There's a time to be respectful, and that's all the time, but there is a specific time where you need to speak harshly. We look at Jesus's example. Jesus' right. example. Jesus talked with a ton of people. Sinners, prostitutes, okay? He talked with a broad range of people, but not once in the Bible do I ever find where Jesus didn't stand for who he was. He never backed down from saying, I am the son of God. There were times when Jesus was quiet, for example, when he's talking to Pilate, you know, when Jesus doesn't explicitly state, oh, yeah, I am the son, you know, like he doesn't stop, you know, being who he is but he remains silent. So there's definitely times when you can be silent and respectful in letting someone share their opinion. But there's also times when you have to just say what the truth is. And the truth is you don't agree.
2: Cool. Final question. I like, I I'm really understanding yeah. uh, and this is really cool. Yeah. Um, final question. What is scarier for, from where you're coming from and the friends you've spoken with? Is it scarier or more intimidating or whatever to have ambiguity, whereas we're like, man, who are these guys? I don't know what they stand for. Or is it scarier to ha- to see obvious difference? So if we were two young Muslim imams and we're, we're trying to connect with the Christian crowd, um, yeah. is that scarier to know, okay, they're Muslim, that's how they see the world? Or is it scarier to not know from where you sit?
0: I think it's scarier to not know. I think having the ambiguity behind you guys is going to cause more problems with conservative Christians than, than knowing much, much scarier to not know. And I want to unpack that a little bit more is I think the reason why you don't have a lot of, you know, Christians, conservative Christians, maybe, but Christians in general, um, engaging with your podcast is because they don't know. And I just want to point out a Bible verse, which might like help unpack that, context a little bit more is there's a bible verse in hebrews chapter 12 which says let us fix our eyes on jesus the author and perfecter of our faith and then it goes on to list a bunch of the things that jesus has done and the verse finishes by saying consider him who endured opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart let us fix our eyes on jesus so that you will not grow weary and lose heart so by fixing our eyes on things that aren't of jesus by by engaging with otherworldly perspectives is okay. There is nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's probably beneficial for a lot of conservative Christians to do that more because we don't do it enough. And like a comment earlier said that we are not open as Christians and it's true, we're really not. But I think there is a time when we can engage with those conversations without supporting, engage, but not support. But there is also a time when we have to keep our eyes fixed on Christ so that we don't grow weary and lose heart so that we Mm. aren't pulled away.
2: The catch-22 is that you, you said it's beneficial for people to engage with a variety of viewpoints, to hear what people say, to listen to people, to engage with the Gentiles, so to speak, to engage with the non-Christians and things like that. But then you've also explicitly said that that's not possible because they won't engage a certain segment of our hopeful audience, yeah. which might be conservative Christians, won't engage if they don't know where we stand. And they also won't engage if they disagree with where we stand. Yeah. So while you say it's beneficial and it should happen, you're also recognizing a reality that says it's not possible. And you, you've kind of outlined that saying me yeah. and my friends, we're not really willing. Well, you're proving this wrong, but yeah. you're saying yeah. we're not really willing to engage. So final thoughts on that catch 22 that I've outlined. I
0: think... You're absolutely right. It's going to be hard, but I don't think it's impossible. I think it is possible to do what you're trying to do. I think the aim and the goal that you guys have as a podcast is fantastic, and I think it is a great thing, and I think you need to keep doing it. But I think there is a way to do it to involve conservative Christians to do it safely expressing what you believe, because it is important for so many reasons. But once again, if
2: we express what we believe... They won't engage. They won't. You, you said that before. Yeah.
0: Which, which they? Which they?
2: Like your friends and people who are conservatives, conservatives that we're trying to get on the podcast yeah. to have
1: a voice as well.
2: Yeah. If we were Muslim, they would not engage.
0: If you're expressing a Christian viewpoint.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But so, so you're, you're saying they'll only engage so far. As long as we fit roughly the build and just at the edges of like Christianity, if we were Buddhist, they they wouldn't engage.
0: If you were Buddhist talking to somebody who was spiritual in another sense, that's not Christian, I would not be interested in that podcast. And I would find that a lot of other Christians would not be interested in that podcast, unless they had like a specific interest in learning about Buddhism or, you know, whatever. Um, But on the general note, most people in the Christian world, from my understanding, would not want to engage in that because it's not relevant to them. Because we have a mandate from the Bible to fix our eyes on Christ, to fix our eyes on Jesus, to be focusing on that.
2: It's almost like, and I don't... I'm not trying to be harsh or anything, but there's limits on it. This yeah. is kind of what I'm picking up. This is what this is what I'm taking away from it. Yeah. You're, it seems as if... Like it's, it's okay, it's, but to a point. Exactly. If yeah. it's okay within... like. Because you said it's good for people to engage with a variety of viewpoints, but if that variety extends beyond the Christian bubble to a Muslim bubble, a Buddhist bubble, you wouldn't be interested in engaging that. So that variety of viewpoints ends there. So variety within Christianity, is that a fair assessment? If
0: But if you're already, you're Christian, you're coming from a Christian perspective. So if you're bringing in. Well,
2: maybe.
1: You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If
0: you bring in other things from other perspectives, then I'd listen to anything. I'd listen to any, I will listen to any human being's perspective on what they believe. Hands down. You want to tell me about what you believe? I'm there. I'll listen. I'll ask questions. I'll engage with you. Because I'm a Christian. Because I know where I stand. Right. But when we're in a third party like this, when we bring a third person into it, like you guys, you take the place of that Christian bubble, right? You're in that Christian bubble. You can bring in as many other bubbles as you want, but I'm going to listen and I'm going to follow because I know you're in that Christian bubble talking to that person in that bubble or that person in that bubble.
2: We have to be that safe space, that yeah, like conduit, right. that 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 translator. I guess we have to kind of be like, "Hey, you know us." I still don't. So let's I, yeah, let's bring it. Let's bring I'm it. Still in.
1: not drawing. I like, like. I think. I think I kind of understand. I I I'm still not really understanding why it's important for me to or us as the hosts to explicitly explain where what we believe about something. I don't know how that. I'm not sure how. That does that. Like, I'm, I can't draw the. I can't draw the connection. Okay. So, can you explain that a bit more? It
0: doesn't necessarily need to be super explicit. Like I said before, you don't need to be 110 God's, you know, God's great guns are blazing. Like, but there needs to be a space
2: yeah. where
0: you stand up for what you believe. As Christians, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna challenge you right now. As Christians, if you do believe the Bible, you might not even want to answer because you know the whole point is to not express what you believe but (laughs) so take take it so take (laughs) it or leave it you might not want to answer me but as christians as followers of the bible you are given a mandate and that mandate is to go therefore teach all the nations baptizing them making christians that's your mandate but the second half of that verse says teaching them to observe all things i have commanded you Teaching people to observe godly things, teaching people to keep their eyes fixed on Jesus. And yes, we want to be open to other conversations, but as a Christian, if you're not going and teaching people about Jesus, if you're not going and telling people about God, are you really living the Christian life? Are you really doing what God has called you to do? So I think by holding back, so I think by holding back and not telling people who you are and what you stand for, especially if you know people can figure it out that you are a Christian, because like you said, it comes out stuff is going to come out. If you're a Christian, you can't hide it. It's going to come out. And there are so many different verses in the Bible that can unpack that further. If mm. you believe and love God, it's going to come out. People are going to notice that you're different. But if you're not actually following that through and you're not actually saying, hey, I'm a Christian, this is what it is, what's the point?
2: Cool. Right. All right. I like that. That's a good, uh, a good, I guess, go ye challenge to finish, <laughs> to finish off with. Uh, guess what, Cam? We're gonna we're gonna finish with a brand new segment. Yeah, it's a one time only segment. Yeah, well, and unless we're challenged again. <laughs> oh, no, actually, it won't be. it'll be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, every time we'll we'll challenge. That's that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So whenever we challenge, we have got this segment. Uh, it's called um, in our defense. Yes. In our defense. Yeah. So we're gonna do a idea digest.
1: Gemma's done a really good job of like explaining her yes. position. I yes. I think I'm starting to understand where she's coming from. Yes. Um, and. She, Thank you for that, Gemma. Like you've done a fantastic Thank job.
2: It's been an absolutely so amazing good. conversation. Yeah, um,
1: but in our defence, in our defence, <laughs> heads up, in our defence,
2: you know, hands to the sky. Yeah. Um, well, uh, for the first time, I'm going to speak as harshly as we get on this show. If Gemma <laughs> wants harsh. Yeah, I'm going to bring it. This is about as harsh as we get. This is as harsh as this is as harshly. I'm going to speak harsh. You know what? I do believe. Oh, man, what am I going to (laughs) say? What do I believe? What do I believe? Are you ready? I do believe that it is possible. Call me naive. I believe it is possible to do the premise of the show. I believe it is possible to engage a variety of viewpoints beyond a Christian bubble to any human no matter where you stand, no matter what you do, I do believe it's possible. I have my doubts sometimes. Cam and I have looked around and we go, you know what, there's no other platform like this. There might be a reason because yeah. like Gemma kind of said, <laughs> yeah. in some ways, <laughs> I don't think it's possible. Yeah. But yeah. cause naive, yeah. we're going for it. I do believe it is possible yeah. to engage and connect all perspectives. Yeah. And
1: part of that probably comes from like when we flagged earlier, the different, our different belief in, in like... Um, the public or our listenership Yes And so, so Yeah
2: Will Let's give a big depth dive into the show yeah. So that we give understanding of the show We're, we're going to leave everyone a little bit wanting We're not quite going to give away our beliefs yeah. and things like that yeah. But we are You gonna, haven't
1: convinced us that well <laughs> we, we
2: are going to Try and give a good insight into the show And what we intentionally do To kind of give some understanding and answers around it Yeah So the goal of the show Cam and I will just go through these one yeah. by one Yeah the goal of the show, number one, is to encounter the person without agenda. From our perspective, agenda, if I have an agenda to, to change your mind, that puts me first, yeah. you second. Yeah, want-
1: They're subordinate to us.
2: Yes, we want to try our very best to put the person first and us second.
1: Yeah, so as a result, we seek understanding, not answers. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not interested in nailing everything down and saying, this is... Mm-hmm ultimate
0: so you're not interested yeah. in learning the truth
2: um no, no that's no. one way of that's that's one way of perceiving it and yeah. I'm okay with people perceiving it yeah but in our defense we seek connection beyond agreement yeah I believe it is possible to connect beyond agreement and
1: it's not about setting this against that because that just creates division yeah. and what we're trying to do is build a community that supporting and loving of whoever it is with whatever belief they have Mm.
2: we we won't try and convert you we won't try and change your mind we won't share our opinion that is what we are committed to doing yeah we don't and we don't fear any question or idea yeah to be honest
1: it, um, perfect love casts out all fear. If you need a Bible verse for
2: that, yeah, <laughs> you want And, and here is the assumption oh, about it. See, look audience. right yeah. there, right yeah. there. Hang on, hang on, it's out of fence It's out of fence. Just <laughs> a minute, just a minute, no, no, just, no, just no, a minute. No, 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 no. All right, yeah, I love being the boss of a show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it brings us back to the assumption to the assumptions we make. You, you go because because it all comes from assumptions. The assumptions we make about both our guests and our audience is that they are they're good people. I believe yep. everyone has good intentions. And they intention. desire to
1: do good. Yes, yeah.
2: I do believe that. No yeah. matter who you are, and we can do an episode on smart. this later. And I do believe they're, they're smart. They're intelligent. They're like intelligent. That's I'm why I'm not scared of putting an anti-vax episode out there. Yeah, and that's I, why I'm not scared
1: of dropping breadcrumbs about what I believe. Right, because you I, think they'll work it out. I think so, because I think that they're smart enough to pick it up.
2: Right. Okay, well, Cam's <laughs> dropping hints there. Um, <laughs> and so, and we're not going to pretend, I'm not going to pretend to know what's best for you in the audience and your context and your context. I'm yeah. not going to say you know what you need to be like me, yeah. and I'm not going to like people said. Oh, don't you think that anti-vax episode is dangerous to put it out in the world? Listen, from where I sit, if you're anti-vax or you're pro-vax, you're you're there anyway. Yeah, I'm right. not going to change your mind on yeah. whichever one you said because
1: we have experienced that in our lives we already. Have, yes. We have tried changing like together <laughs> or individually. We've tried changing. <laughs> I tried it. I tried all the time. Yeah, and you just like even if it's if even if it's my folks, I'm like. What do you think about this? No. Nah, well, what do you think about this? No. Nah, it's just like it's it, too yeah, hard yeah, yeah. to change. We actually don't minds. believe it's possible, so we yeah. don't try anymore. Yeah.
2: Um, and so to to shed a tiny bit more light on um why we don't share truth, what what you're saying is truth. You're saying, truth. Comments, you're, saying yeah. you're saying we need to share like this truth. Where, like you said, truth is is exclusive. We have a similar definition of it to you. Yeah. It says it, this is a to be truth. It can only be capital T one. Yeah. Capital T one truth. And that and that implicitly says that the one we have, yeah. if it's different to the one you have, then we're right and you're wrong. Yeah. And we believe on this platform that when you do that, it divides people. Excludes. And it stops the it's a barrier between yeah. me understanding you. Yeah. So we the goal for us is to understand the person yeah. first. Yeah. And that requires us yeah. to put what we think. To the back, yeah, so that we can truly have no agenda. To like just to before. lower
1: that barrier to entry for people to engage, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and so and and to the last question, the ones like, why don't you share your views? What yeah. do you believe? Why don't you? Why don't you share it? Well, the reason we try our best, you know, once again, breadcrumbs may drop and you may yeah. work it out, yeah, uh, but we try not to show our political or religious deck of cards. It's an attempt to maintain this platform without agenda. Yeah. And the reason we we don't personally share, because in my experience, if I go into a conversation with someone I just meet on the street yeah. and I'm just like, Hey man, how are you? Oh, this guy's got a beard, looks kind of like a cool guy. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we just start chatting. Something will come up maybe politically. I have no idea where he stands and he has no idea where I stand. There's no political label to it. There's no party. There's no anything. Yeah. And for quite some time, we'll actually be discussing the idea itself without anything else. Yeah. And then the more we get to know him, like, oh, this guy's actually a Trump supporter. Yeah. But I understood him so much more before I dropped all those assumptions on him. That's right. Yeah. As
1: soon as you labeled, it reduced your ability to understand him. It
2: does. And I've noticed this personally. If someone assumes my beliefs, the conversation changes. It turns more quickly into a debate yeah. because they're operating on assumptions. Which was one of the rules we have. Which is no one debates. of the rules. So, <laughs> hopefully, on some level, if you have any more questions, we'd be happy to to, to try either, and talk more. And the or Send us some messages in the, in, the, in the DMs. Um, hopefully, that gives some kind of insight in the platform, the process of thought behind it. Um, and you still may disagree with what... What, we, what we've what yeah, just outlined, that's okay. you still might
1: disagree with that. And yeah, that's Gemma, okay. do you still disagree?
2: Absolutely. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay with us. <laughs> that's okay because we love... And the
1: conversation p- will continue. Like we're not saying that we've listened to you for an hour and whatever it is now Yeah. and that we've learned all that we can from you so we're not interested in having another conversation with that's you. That's true.
2: There's plenty more. There's still so much more to, to learn. keep discussing. So... We are so very thankful yes. for Gemma, even though in some way she was saying, well, I don't know if it's possible to get this group of people to engage. Well, she proved it wrong. <laughs> she's, she's, <laughs> she's joined us on the episode. So in a, w- in a way, like we're so thankful to have her, yeah. a friend of the show, a proud yeah. friend of the show. Yeah. We've loved her input. Maybe
1: until she unfollows us. <laughs> maybe until <laughs> she unfollows
2: then, uh, the friend of the show status. You guys are
0: stuck with me now. No. <laughs> there will definitely be more conversations yes. to come.
2: Awesome. Yeah, We're so excellent. happy to have you on board. Is there anything you want to say and kind of finish up on? Like you can drop we, your capital T truth if yeah, you like. You can, you, yeah, you, can, you can tie it up
1: in a neat bow if you like. Yeah. Have you missed anything? Is there something else that we haven't asked you that you really think is really important that people need to understand? Like this is like your last, you know, last tweet that you can do. <laughs> uh,
0: I still think, respectfully, I still think um, the process in how you're doing this is not going to work. However, I love, like I've said many times, I'll say it again, I love the concept for the podcast. I love the idea behind what you guys are trying to do. It's definitely a unique one, but I'm all for opening up conversations for conservative and liberal Christians because often we don't like hearing things that we don't agree with. And I think there is a right time and a right place to have these conversations. And I think sometimes that right time and right place could be this podcast.
2: Amazing. Right. And that's why she's a friend of the show. Yeah, <laughs> friend of the show, right. On some there. level, <laughs> yeah. she disagrees, but yeah. she gets it. Yeah. She gets that's it. Right. So Gemma, thank you so, thank you so much for no the yes. time. It's, it's time the longest episode we've ever made because yeah. we're so self indulgent <laughs> yeah. and it's all about us. It's like yeah. when we're talking about ourselves, you yeah. can't you can't hide. We, how we've got, a we, we got a lot <laughs> to say about us. So Thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you want to check out Gemma, I think, Gemma, you have a podcast. I do. Tell us us what your podcast is.
0: Adventism Made Real. Specifically, we take ideas and context and cultural things about Adventism and Christianity as a whole, and we unpack them to see whether it works and whether it doesn't. Do we serve culture or does culture serve us? The pros and cons of Adventism. Instagram, Facebook, Adventism Made Real. Thanks, guys.
2: Awesome. Sure. Check it out, everybody. So yeah. if you want to connect with Jem, Adventism Made Real. If you want to connect with us, ideas at gmail.com is our email. If you have any topics you'd like us to discuss, any people. If you're you'd watching like us on live, you with. already
1: know what our Instagram is. If you're following <laughs> us live, we
2: record these live on Instagram so you yeah. can engage and you can get involved in the conversation. That's yeah. the point. We want to be a community. And
1: if you have ideas or people that we can talk to, anything like that, share a review on, on iTunes. Oh yeah. Just oh, a- we, and we, actually, we need to commend the people yeah. who have done that because yeah. we, we ask some people to do like not specific people, we just put it out at just the end put it out there. and people have done it. So people thank you for it. that. Although,
2: although, there is one four-star review yeah. in there. Hey, wow. Come on. <laughs> don't bother. That's a low blow. That is a really Five low star blow. Five-star or don't bother. <laughs> and if you're really just feeling good. Yeah. Give us a comment because, yeah, helps even write well. a comment. Yeah. So, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks can, to Gemma again. Thanks to Gemma. You can sit, catch us on Instagram, stay up to date with all the recordings. Thanks everybody. We will catch you in the next episode.